back to Daf Shavua as we study Maseches Ksuvah's Daf Ches. There is so much on this Daf that I would like to cover, but uh, we're not going to get to everything. We're going to throw in a few things just at the outset. One, uh, as often happens, is a connection between the Parsha and what you find on the Daf, whether you're learning Daf Yomi, Daf Shavua, whatever you happen to be learning. We see there's an opinion in the Gemara that at a uh, Sudas Mila, there would be a special bracha that would be said. Um, the same bracha that you would make at Sheva Brachas, at least as an introduction to the benching, the Maona bracha. Now, we do have at a Sudas Bris Mila special brachas, but the question that I wanted to raise is what's the source for there being a Sudas Bris Mila? And it actually comes from this Gemara. You see, not every time you do a mitzvah, you have a Suda. We're used to it at big life cycle events, but you don't necessarily say have a, to have a Suda at someone's birthday, someone's bar mitzvah. It's a minhag as well to have a Suda's mitzvah. And here we see it because the Gemara tells us right here there was such a practice. And then if you open up the Shulchan Aruch and you look in Hilchas Mila, in this week's parsha, it says Higamil that there was a special suda that was made. And the Gra tells us, hey Gimel, that is eight. Mem Lamid is mol. So at the Mila that is taking place in this week's Parsha, a suda is made. Now, that happens not to be the Pshat, according to most Rishonim, of Ayigamel. Ayigamel is either when he's being weaned, possibly at the Bar Mitzvah, but the Gra thinks this is strong enough, and he quotes from Aragamara as well, to establish, we wouldn't say the halacha, but the minog of having a suda at a bris milah. That is point number one. A second point that I want to make, very fascinating Rashi. You know, Rashi is usually not so long, but if you look at the Rashi on Zion Amid Beis, continuing through Dav Ches, he actually does an analysis of the Sheva Brachas. Not the halachas of the Sheva Brachas, but the Sheva Brachas themselves. And if you ever looking for a Dvar Torah, you look at that Rashi, there's a lot of Torah over there. I wanted to point something out as well from a Rashi on Daf Ches Samad Beis, when it talks about the Shura, the Minhag that we have at a Leviah, is we have two lines of people who offer Hamakam Yenachim Esbem to the Avelim that walk through. According to Rashi, and if you look at the Gemara, it seems like you would need a minion to have those shuros, and the avel would not be considered part of that minion. That is not the way we paskin lahalacha. Lahalacha, even if there's a, a few people there, will create the shura. There's no requirement for a minion. Now I won't really be getting into it today because I want to spend most of my time on punim chadashos. But as far as the bracha that relates to the Avel that is uh, analyzed, there are many different types of, uh, many different aspects that are being offered in the Gemara. Most of these are not Noahic today. As far as saying Mechaya Mesim, we do say Hamakam Yenachem, Hamakam Yenachem Eschem, which may be a form of Birchas Tanchumim, we often call it that. We also see in the Gemara, very fascinating, how one of the Amorayim is criticized, at least at first, 
for trying to explain why someone's child died. And then he gives a uh, caveat to it, that he's not talking about that child, but he's talking about the sins of the door. The Rambam, it's very important Rambam, that's why I'm throwing it in, in uh, Hilchos Deos, says that one of the examples of verbal abuse, Losono Ishes Achiv, is when you try to tell someone at a shiva home why exactly, or speculating why the person died. I mean, just from basic midos ben alma chavera. One thing if a person himself says, woe to me, you know, I did this, I did that, even that, hopefully doesn't really happen because a person's just putting themselves through pain and we don't know how Hashem functions. But you do get a certain insight into how to offer nechama and how not to offer nechama. So what seems like a God, it's a, there's a lot of halacha there as well. The issue of panim chadashos when it comes to avelus is not something that we really hold of today where it talks about panim chadashos as far as avelus. The way it would relate today is you see sometimes if a new person comes in to the room who has a special relationship with the family, maybe it's a long-lost neighbor, if son Rahman al-Islam lost a child and it's a friend of the child, it's marbe the tsar, it adds to the tsar. And that is, as we already started seeing last week, and we'll get back into this week, the flip side of that is when you have a new person participating at Sheva Brachos, it is supposed to add to the Simcha. Before we get to Panam Chadashos, I wanted to uh, look at something in the Shulchan Aruch based on our Gemara. It's very fascinating. You know, when you look at our Gemara, the Gemara sounds like if you have a gathering, Hassan and Kala have a gathering, even after the seven days, there's going to be a special bracha. This is the bracha that introduces Shasimcha Bimono, Shachana Mishalo. It's what introduces benching. And it goes up to even a year, which sounds like a Shana Rishona, if you're inviting people especially to uh, enjoy with you as a Chasana and a Kala. There's no such thing like this going on today. You know, basically after Sheva Brachas, it's all over. So if you look into the Shulchan Aruch, Evan Ezer, Hilchus Kiddushin, which is where these halachas are discussed, Simon Samach Bey's Sif Yud Gimel, it basically says, Vaha'idna, and today we don't have such simcha. What the Shulchan Aruch here is referring to is we have a number of areas. Once you're after the Chorban, Beis Hamikdash, there's a reduction of simcha. You know that like at a wedding we, of course, say Mishkachich Yerushalayim or put ashes on the head. But there's also a broader concept that uh, simcha in the world has been reduced. And therefore, the, even the simcha of Achasen and Kala, beyond a certain point, is not as extant. It's hard to explain this um, because you're still going to have the mitzvahs of Shana Rishon, actually, if you look into the Sefer Achinuch, there are two different mitzvahs re- relating to Shana Rishon, which we won't mention now. The closest thing that I could think of in Halacha is the idea of Birchas Khanim. You know that today we don't duchen, at least as Ashkenazim, except on Yom Tov. We don't even duchen on Shabbos. And it's very hard to explain it. It's a mitzvah Saseh Minat Torah. And there have been attempts over time 
outside of Eretz Yisrael to reintroduce it. And the basic Hezbollah that's given, it's based in Ramah and others as well, is the Kohanim only feel that sense of Simcha on Yom Tov. On Shabbos, there's, uh, they're bothered. This, even though it's a day off, but the next day they're going to have to go to work. In America, I guess two days later, they're going to have to go to work. So there's still a certain amount of tirda. So you see a reduction of simcha, because this is all post-chorban. Now, it's interesting that when it comes to Birchas Khanim, there is, in Eretz Yisrael, we do say Birchas Khanim. You don't have the special uh, bracha simcha b'mono said in Eretz Yisrael. So I can't really explain it, but I would say, I've suggested this in the past, that when it comes to Birchas Khanim, in Eretz Yisrael, there's always simcha. And it happens to be, you know, you'd think that Israel's a stressed-out country, but there's more simcha in Eretz Yisrael. They've even done uh, studies of happiness studies. So it's, by definition, a chefs of simcha, the whole Eretz Yisrael. The only problem with that is in the northern part of Israel, at least in some areas, they do not duchen except on Yom Tov, just like in America. So some of this is really historic or relating to the students of the Grah, but it's something I wanted to mention over here. And now we're going to get into some of the Panem Chadashos issues. Now when it comes to Panem Chadashos, which was first introduced on Zayin Amabes, continuing on Daf Ches, it's really not so clear every aspect of the Halacha and how it translates Halacha Lamaisa to the Shulchan Aruch. You haven't mentioned, as I think I pointed out last week in the Rambam as well, in Hilchus Brachos Perik Bey's Halacha Yud. And there, when the Rambam is discussing uh, Brachos in general, Berchus Amazon, he mentions uh, the idea of Panam Chadashos, although he actually doesn't call it Panam Chadashos. He says, that you're not going to say the full Sheva Brachos. There are opinions that we're going to see also in the Shulchan Aruch, in Simon uh, Samach Beis, that the bracha of Asher would be said, even if there's no Panim Chadashos. Um, but that's not the Minhak. If you look at the Ramah, in Simon Samach Beis, Zayin v'yesh amrim da'af Asher ein mavarach kal Zayin, zamnin acherim. The Zamim Acherim is what we're talking over here about the Panim Chadashos. And you end up in the Shulchan Aruch, just explaining the structure. When you look into the Shulchan Aruch, you have to study Evan Ezer, Simon Samach Beis, Siv Zayin, as well as Sif Ches. And you have to really put the two of them together. There, there seems like somewhat of an overlap and things are repeated but you have to really read them together. What I'm going to do at first, because I, I like to do things inside, that you can look it up inside and see how it comes from the Gemara, and when it doesn't come from the Gemara, is recognize that uh, how these halachas develop, and then I'll give a quick overview, halacha lamaisa, even though there's not total agreement in certain areas. Now, when it comes to the idea of Panam Chadashos, I already explained this uh, last week, the added simcha that is necessary. So you see, both in Hilchas Brachos, right away, the uh, Hagos HaMaimonis, which is like the Ashkenazic gloss on the Rambam by Rameir ben 
Rabbi Yekutia Cohen of Rothenberg. It's not the Marami Rothenberg, but he learned in his yeshiva. Unfortunately, Rameir Cohen was killed in the pogrom, twelve ninety eight, Rheinfleisch pogroms. It's very important. So he points out back in uh, Hilchas Brachos, and you see this mentioned here by the Taz and by others in, uh, but in the Hilchas Kedushin when it's talking the Shavu Brachos halachos. The idea that Shabbos does not require Panim Chadasha. So I just want to start with this. What does this mean that Shabbos doesn't start, doesn't require? So they all quote, all the Makaros quote a Medrash. The Medrash that says, Mizmar Shir Liyama Shabbos, which we know is from Tehillim. And Mizmar Shir Liyama Shabbos, that there's a special Simcha on Shabbos that takes the place of the Panim Chadashos, which is really incredible. Now, this applies both to the Friday night meal as well as to the Shabbos meal. There is a machlokas about whether it applies to Shalashudas, which you end up seeing in the Ramah. Now, I just want to go to the Taz in Evan Ezer, Simon Samach Bey, Sifkatan Hay. You find the same discussion in other uh, poskim and commentaries on the Shulchan Aruch, what the Taz is, uh, very often does is much briefer. So he says, the Isab Medrash Mizmar Shili Yom Shabbos, Amar Kadesh Baruchu, Panim Chadashos Balakan. So the definition of this, the Shira of Shabbos is that it's as if there's a new face. The Shechina is there with us on Shabbos. So it's, it's Lamaisa Hashem, it's, it's, we're saying Hashem is the Panim Chadashos. We call it Shabbos, but it's a manifestation of Shab of uh, the Shechina. And then there's a very fascinating insight from the Taz. He says, What he's discussing over here is you really shouldn't be able to have the same people at night and during the day, which happens to be the halacha is that you can technically. We, we, we practice when it comes down to halacha maisa, you should have different people. But the real question that the Taz is addressing over here is if you had panim chadashos, right, at night, and Shabbos serves as the panim chadashos at night, so then why should Shabbos serve as the Panam Chadashos during the day? If you end up having, uh, especially if we paskin this way, as I pointed out before, that you can't have the same Panam Chadashos at night during the day. Now again, I pointed out that's a machlokas, but that's the way the Taz paskins, that you can't have the same people at night during the day. Each meal gets its own right. So why does Shabbos work? So that's why he explains over here, which many people are not aware of, that Kavod Yom is Adif Milayla. The day of Shabbos is considered to be greater than the night of Shabbos. I don't know why. It's hard to explain this, at least uh, rationally, but it happens to be La Halacha. If a person only has um, money for a Suda of the Yom, it beats having the Suda at night. Now, when it comes to Shal Shudas, there's a whole discussion. First of all, there's a question of Shal Shudas whether you need to have. Uh, Sheva brachos. Is that a full suuda? Because the Ta says, Vasuda Shlishis ain't sham iloi, Vasuda ikalamadama diyotib mina targima. Since there's an opinion 
that you could have just mini targima, you don't need a suda by shalashudas. So even if you have 10 people there and you're having a suda, maybe you wouldn't uh, require sheva brachas. But we say it does require sheva brachas, just like during the week, if you end up having a minion, then you should have sheva brachas. So then the question is, do you need panam chadashas there? And the Ramah says, Shomrim, this is the Ramah in Simon Samach Beis Sifches. That's why if you open up the Shulchan Aruch here, you have to keep flipping back and forth between these two Sifim, just to bottom line the Halacha. Shomrim mitam lidrosh. Since the practice of Shal Shudas is to have a special drusha more than just the Devar Torah, fascinating that you'd have Friday night and Shabbos afternoon, hadrasha have kapanam chadashos. The Torah itself Torah is like the Panam Chadashos. Now, what does this mean that Torah is like Panam Chadashos? So I think the way you have to explain this is that Torah, Pikudi Hashem Yishar Misam Chelev, right? Torah is something that brings Simcha. The Rav explained Rabbi Salavechik in a different context that even if you personally are not enjoying what you're learning at that moment, maybe it's too difficult for you, it's over your head, it doesn't matter because Torah is a chefs of Simcha. And if a person puts enough effort into it, and they figure it out, then it's going to work out, that they're going to be extremely uh, happy. So that's what the Ramah points out, and that's basically the minhag today, is not to have panam chadashos at any meal on Shabbos. I want to also point out, halacha lamaisa, that uh, panam chadashos, we don't assume, even though it's balash and rabim, and we're not inviting a two-faced person, but even one person is enough. That's how many paskin. You'll see some paskin differently, and they'll say that you need two. But even one is enough. The minog for them is to eat, but you see over here, according to the postgum, even if they're just there. The key point, which is fascinating, which we get from our Gemara, which we're not so strict about today, is trying to figure out who qualifies the Panam Chadashos. Now, a woman's not going to qualify and uh, this is explained, there's nothing against a woman, not that we're not happy that she's there, but it has to, it's a din in a person who could be part of the ten. Because if you keep in mind, how do we say, define panam chadashos? Someone who is not part of the ten at the chuppah. Some say at the suda, but let's just assume at the wedding. And the other suggestion, or the other issue that's discussed in our Gemara, and then it's uh, discussed in halacha as well, is is this any person that can serve as panam chadashos or only someone that is going to add to the simcha, as I mentioned in the beginning of the year? So we're not so strict about this. And you already see flexibility in the Shulchan Aruch and the Poskim because it's someone who doesn't necessarily have to generate simcha for this chasen and kala, but someone who's at least in the category that they would generate simcha for someone. So I'd assume that you don't want to have panam chadashos a ganif or a gazlan or someone who you know people are going to be scared of. But anything aside from that is going to end up uh, being okay as panam chadashos. So I try to cover at the same time some of the halachos as well, and uh, I'm very excited all the questions that people have asked and will continue to ask. There are a lot of nuances within Panam Chadashos that uh, will only be practical depending on the 
situation at hand.